and welcome to the No Name MMA Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the best damn MMA podcast you've never heard of. Woo! The No Name MMA Show. Thank you for joining us on this lovely July 6th, 7th? Oh, um, I don't know. It's Wednesday. The 6th. We're recording on a regular time. So the 6th. Um, thank you for joining us again. I am your co-host, Motivated Andy, as always, joined by my lovely other co-host. No, not chat, Nina. I'm not a co-host of myself. Well, or am I? Two hosts is two co-hosts. Right. It's like co-managers. Gotcha. Okay. We're running this Arby's to the ground. I was thinking like Jim and Mike from the office. Co-managers. Gotcha. Okay. So off of that tangent... Welcome back. Before we get into everything that was UFC 276 between Izzy's performance, which is not just Izzy's, two, takes two to tango, guys. Okay, come on. But before we get into the, any of that, before we get into the Battle of the Raphaels this weekend, mm-hmm. let's talk about some of the things that went on this past weekend. Yeah. Babe, what, 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 what's what, been going on with me? What did we do for Fourth of July? Yeah, so last weekend we had a nice long weekend, and hopefully you did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also a little extra special for me because it was the first weekend off after my big spring and summer wedding season, mm-hmm. where I've had, I think, fifteen weddings since March. Which mm-hmm. means three weddings a week, or three weddings a month, which is a lot for yeah. me. The most I've ever had. Yeah, no, it was and they insane. Were, they were tough ones. So yeah. that was my first weekend off. Mm-hmm. Andy and I on Saturday spent the day riding roller coasters at Carowinds, which was super, super fun. So for those, it would be like your Six Flags or your Disneyland or, you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah, just like... Maybe not, not a Disney. fair. It's like a... Well, not Disney, but like it's rides. Mm-hmm. And it's... It's kind of like a Knott's Berry Farm. Well, Knott's but Berry like, is like very But like a little kiddie. bit more adult. So kind of like... It's like a combo between Knott's and Six Flags. Right. In the middle, sort of. Yeah. Because they've got Snoopy, which is very well, Knott's yeah. Berry Farm. Anyway. Yeah, but it's mostly like... I don't know. It's mm-hmm. mostly like big rides or whatever. It's our North Carolina and South Carolina's um, amusement, amusement park. park. And it's got the fastest roller coaster on the East Coast. I want to say the Southeast. Southeast. Right. The Fury, mm-hmm. which was insane. And I'm not a heights person, but the roller coasters were a lot of fun. Right. So I think if, let me look it up, but I think the Fury at its top it speed is like 94 miles an hour. It's sickening. Um, So we did that Saturday. And then Monday for the 4th, we went to our hometown minor league baseball game featuring the cannonballers and we had a good time we had some friends join us and then we watched fireworks 95 oh that was off by one yeah fury at carolyn's 95 miles per hour at its fastest yeah it's and it's basically that speed the entire time yeah you start off... Maybe you get down to, like, 85 right. at one point, but that's about it. I think the person on the intercom was like, yeah, you're going up, like, 320 feet or something up in the air. It's freaking And then crazy. it's just, like, a straight drop. It's dope. We did it twice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we had that. You want to share what else happened on 4th of July? Yeah, so, you know, uh, we went to the ball game. Uh, you know, just normal 4th of the July antics. You go to the ball game, you... Chill, drink, have whatever. You know, you have some hot dogs. Um, and I had some hot dogs. The hot dogs seemed fine. Mm-hmm. They were tasty enough. Mm-hmm. They seemed like real Angus beef hot dogs. This ballpark, too, is like brand new. It's an amazing stadium. It's Guys, so if you don't dope. know, we just go to the best shit, okay? <laughs> the best, the fastest roller coaster. Well, like it's brand new. It is. That roller coaster, brand new. Yeah. Basically. This um, ballpark, brand like new. straight brand new. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was just getting, you know, hot dogs, whatever. And then uh, there was fireworks after the game. I was feeling perfect, fine. We ended up going to my friend's house to kind of like 
I don't know, like, I don't know. We all rode together. We got we, back. Yeah, to we were like after. decompressing after you know going to the uh, going to the game, and like I used the bathroom, and out of nowhere, you know that like that feeling, that like ball of sweat down the side of your face when you're feeling clammy, or that slight little like your mouth's a little too wet, that little just. Oh shit, I might throw up. That hit me, and then it just never fucking went away. And it was the gnarliest fucking food poisoning I've had. Yeah. In terms of, like, right off rip. Because it it really was, like, I was chilling the whole day. And you could be like, oh, well, he was drinking because whatever. And, I mean, I was drinking. But up until that point, like, we started drinking water. Like, well, we weren't really drinking like that, and we, we were drinking... We had drinks, like, before the game, and then you and me bought like way one before beer the game. at the game. Right. And I don't think either of us finished it. I, I finished mine. I didn't through. You finished yours, yeah. I finished mine. You had a Juicy J, which did not agree with you, which is fine. But I didn't drink that Juicy J. I just drank my Modelo. Modelo. Yeah, it was chilled. All right. And then we sat for, like, three or four hours without yeah. drinking... Yeah, we were just, just like, I was, but I was drinking, yeah, like, I had drink water, I had drink Gatorade, because I was just like, Kevin, if you can get me a Gatorade, that'd be cool. Um, So, yeah, no, I just started just throwing up violently. And not only just throwing up, it was just like I was covered in, like, just, don't imagine sweat, imagine just, like, uh, like, a layer of wet on me. And it, this was the whole ride home from Kannapolis, where our friends are, and family are at, to our home in Huntersville, which is about a 40-minute drive. So the whole time, I'm just, like, like heaving. But you know how sometimes you drive heave after you've thrown up everything? That's That was me for, like, 30 minutes or something. Yeah. And then... Had to make a couple stops there. And then, like... Even then, it like, that's two things that you're like, okay, fuck it. Like, you're throwing up, you're dry heaving, you have sweats. Like, you can kind of chill with that. But then I was getting, like, the cold chills, and that's what fucked me up the most. Mm-hmm. That's where it's just like, damn, I'm just never going to be comfortable. Because if, at least, like, while you're throwing up, like, you're going to stop sometimes. While you're sweating, you're going to stop. You're going to get hot, you're going to get cold. But then it... It was just like whenever I wasn't experiencing those two things, I was just straight just shaking because I was just like bone chilled cold. And Nina's just the best because she had to deal with my little bitch ass. Like it it sucks so bad. I was just like in a little fetal position in the so car. Sad. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't I can't do anything. <laughs> and I was commandeering the uh, the temperature gauges and stuff. So yeah, so for me, hot dogs at the Cannonballer Stadium is a no more Pasco mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Do not trust. Very sus. We'll have to do sushi there next time. No. <laughs> We're just not going to do shit there. <laughs> they offer sushi. Yes, you heard that right. <laughs> so this place that can't even get hot dogs right offers sushi. Oh. So yeah, go at your own peril. But yeah, it was a other than that, uh, yeah, we we went to Carowinds, and then we saw the fights, and then Sunday was pretty chill. What did we do Sunday? I feel Nothing. like we did, we just chilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sunday, and then Monday was uh, Freedom Day, uh, seventeen seventy six day, America. Yeah, and then I just threw my guts up. Yeah, but yeah, pretty chill weekend. Yeah. Um, but now that we're all wrapped up with that, off to Nina. For the MMA Minute. Okay. So, a baked Luke Rockhold explains why he takes mushrooms almost every day for UFC 278. Luke Rockhold has incorporated weed and mushrooms into his training camp this time. He's yeah. still a piece of shit, I think. but I think he's a piece of shit, but he's aware of it. I, you know what? I'm never going to hate on somebody using psychedelics to get a get ahead in terms of a a very physically active it's not just being physically active you got to be in that mental state of being able to switch on and off 
Yeah. I'm between not... being a normal person and like being a fucking animal. Yeah. So anything that helps you get that like mental, like just your mind right leading up to a fight, like mm -hmm. anything you need that just give you a little bit of an edge, yeah. I'm all for. And I think that a lot of times you hear marijuana and you hear mushrooms, you think like, oh, they're being lazy or whatever. But guys, people microdose this shit all the time. And if he's doing it in a responsible manner, like, I'm very much looking forward to a Luke Rockhold that's doing extremes all the time. I think a lot of athletes would benefit from doing some type of psychedelic throughout their camp. Mm -hmm. Just so you can kind of... For me, it's a very ego-like like destroyer like it it centers you it kind of shows you like hey there's more to just you like everything can be so self-centered whenever you're taking everything else into account that it kind of <coughs> takes you out of that space of like oh what can i do what can i do it's like but this is how it is so even though the the I'm trying to figure out what it is. Even though the title of the segment is like Luke Rockhold smoking weed and doing shrooms every day. It's just like, well, I mean, if he's doing it for like recovery, if he's doing shrooms like actively, mm -hmm. I just, I just think that's the right move. That's the perfect right move. Especially if you're going to go in there facing Paulo Costa, who you already hate. Let's kill that hate and like really take apart Paulo Costa for his strengths and try to address that shit. I think, too, like, clearly I don't think Luke Rockhold's going to be, like, high when he fights. Right. He's not going to be doing shrooms before the fight. But he's also not going to use it as an excuse like Paulo Costa uses wine. Like, mm -hmm. I think shrooms and weed are healthier for you than alcohol. Yeah. And so I'm not, like, hating on that at all. I just mm -hmm. think he's a piece of shit. So any chance Period. I hear about him, I'm like, ew, Luke Rockhold. That's fair. Pedro Munoz... Munoz... <laughs> Excuse me, shares medical record to prove eye injury from UFC 276 bout against Sean O'Malley. Man, <clears throat> we all saw the eye poke. That was. And there was a big controversy after the fight because Pedro Munoz came out with a video where the wrong eye looked bad. Mm hmm. The eye that was not poked mm. looked like it was yeah. really, really... They were both busted up. Right. Yeah. But the wrong eye was the one that was Putting swollen shut. Got you. So everybody was like, wait, wait, which eye was it? Yeah. Why is that eye closed? Yeah. And uh, he went on Aero Hawani today and kind of explained the situation because everybody was trying to be a sleuth like, oh, he didn't use the front-facing camera, it reversed the image and blah, 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 this, that, the other. Mm -hmm. And he says that apparently whenever the uh, him and Sean were fighting... Something happened with his nose that it wasn't quite right. Yeah. And he blew his nose. Oh. And for people that don't know, okay. if a fighter breaks their nose, I don't know what, what it is that causes this, but once your nose is broken and if you, you know how it's going to bleed, a lot of fighters, it's gonna what, what you want to do. You're going to get that sensation to blow your nose. Right. You're going to want to blow out the blood. But you're not supposed to because your if you blow, up and broke it. it's right, gonna not go out. Right, it's so the airflow doesn't in. go through the nose; yeah. it goes up into your eye. So, if for a lot of newer fans, if you want to kind of see it real time, go look up Tony Ferguson versus Donald Cerrone. So, Tony Ferguson kind of fucked up Donald, and but. As he was arguing for it, he blew his nose in between rounds and it ballooned his eye up. Closing and, it shut so he right. couldn't see. So they had to call the fight off. Another and he was even trying savage. to push like the air out of his eye and stuff. But it's like it, it creates like a little tunnel for the air I to go somewhere else. I think it's the blood else. filling in. It's your sinuses are all connected like I don't that. Think it's blo I don't think it's blood. I think it's like air. It's just like... That's, you're just blowing air instead of it blowing out. It's yeah. redirecting itself. Um, just because I have never seen somebody had to like suction blood out of there. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's just airflow. But you're not supposed to blow your nose if you've broken. Uh -huh. You're not supposed to blow your nose if you've broken it. Yeah. Because that could happen. Yeah. So what he was saying is that after the fight, something happened. He blew his nose and then his eye just shut. Yeah. Which, fine. My problem is that. You guys got to keep in mind, he's getting himself in a cage. 
This man has fought Aldo. Yeah. This man has fought everybody, the who's who of Bantamweight. Do I think he wanted a way out? I I think he didn't want to be in a fight where he can't see. Exactly. And that's all there is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate. I bought a pay-per-view this time around. Mm-hmm. So I'm out that performance. People that went to see the fight. I mean, he's out all the money out. for his camp. Right. Like, he didn't want to obviously call it either. But if you can't see, you can't see. You can't see. And, uh, and if one eye is poked and the other eye is so swollen shut that you can't see. Mm-hmm. And you really just can't see what why you want to be out there. And I, I get it. I get it. But, I mean, if you really want to talk about it, he did win the first round. I think everybody kind of gave it... He was just spamming leg kicks, whether they were landing, getting checked, or not landing. Mm-hmm. He was just spamming that shit. Right. But Sean really well, didn't do anything. Yeah. So he won the first round. If you want to put it in that perspective, does it matter? No. Yeah. yeah. Should this fight get rematched? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But I just don't think that a cage fighter is finding a mm-hmm. way out, especially after getting... And my thing is that after the fact... He gets pushed by everybody to be like, no, 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 you were wanting a way out. You were wanting a way out. And he has to, like, go out of his way to show, like, hey, I actually had a scratch cornea. Yeah. To validate why he had to get out. Like, he shouldn't have to validate shit. Yeah. If he he tells the ref multiple times, I can't see, it's going black and out. It's black out, black out. Like, it's coming in, out, in, out. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I see black, sometimes I don't. I can't see right. Mm Mm-hmm. You expect that guy to go back out there with one of the best strikers per a lot of people? Yeah. Like, what are we going to do? Right. Like, he gets knocked out. Then we're going to be like, what? Oh, the eye poke. We're going to be talking about the eye poke. And it's like, oh, he should have probably called a fight. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So let's just move the fuck on and be rational adults and just go, maybe it didn't work out. Maybe they called a fight. Mm-hmm. And that is what it is. Right. It sucks. It's not the result that anybody wanted, obviously. But, and also, uh, I didn't like Sean O'Malley celebrating. I don't like fighters celebrating after they fuck up their opponents and not the right way. Yeah. I just don't like it. Like, Yari Rodriguez after uh, Jeremy Stevens, And I hate Jeremy Stevens. Right. I despise <laughs> Jeremy Stevens. Yeah. But after he poked his eye, he starts blaming Jeremy. Yeah. Like, no, don't blame the fighter. Yeah. Like, blame yourself. Right. You caused this. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I just didn't like any of that. I don't like that Peter Munoz felt he had to do that. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't know. It's just... It's not a good it's not a, it's not a good vibe for the fans to be claiming a fighter is lying about shit it's not a good look for anybody yeah right just all around just not a good look for right. something that was an accident yeah even he goes out there he's like sean O'Malley Accidents didn't mean to do happen, it obviously. he didn't mean to do it it yeah. happened yeah and, and he said he was like, sorry yeah it's not like there was multiple accidents in this right. fight either it's not like that but but yeah i don't yeah. know i just didn't like that shit mm-hmm. hey but he got actually hurt so yeah it's all recovery Rest well. Yeah. Good luck, Pedro. Um, after much needed cage time, Dreykus Duplessis wants Kevin Gaslam fight rebooked. Sure. Yeah. He had a pretty good fight yeah. this past weekend against Brad Tavares. Yeah. Showed out. Um, gassed out super quick. Yes. Was throwing with fucking everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But he did good. Yeah, he did good. A good fight with Kelvin Galston will push him up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if he goes out there and fights like that, Kelvin, despite his size in that weight division, can be a really good fighter. Yeah. So if Driscus goes out there to try to get a KO like he did this time around mm-hmm. and Kelvin starts to wrestle him, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a very bad scenario for driscus Mm -hmm. just because imagine if he goes out there swings for the first round and then gets tired and can't do shit for round two and three Mm -hmm. kelvin's just gonna fucking rush you yeah that's all he's gonna fucking do so yeah good luck Mm -hmm. um cerrone put down his gloves and plans on enjoying his retirement he plans on drinking beer having a belly so big that he can't even see his own dick 
go for it, cowboy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love cowboy. I'm sad that he retired the way he retired. I wish he would have been on a main event. Just because his retirement speech did get kind of, you know, cut short. Yeah. He did lose. He lost to Jim Miller. Yeah. But a lot of the rhetoric leading up to it did not inspire confidence. Yeah. Him saying, I want another five fights to make it a 50. I mean, we were saying before we watched the fight, win or lose. I you got to retire. I hoped he put his gloves down because we like Cowboy. We don't want to yeah. see him, like, ruin his life either. Mm-hmm. And it, he was at that point. So I'm glad that he did. And good for Jim Miller for giving him the time to kind of, like, talk when oh, for he sure. was the winner and was yeah. do the interview time with Rogan. And um, so class out the ass there. Yeah. But, Props to Jim Miller. Yeah. Jim Miller's such a fucking and savage. He, he looked so good out there, too. He, after the fight, goes on the post-fight press conference. He's like, you know what? There's a lot of fights at 170 I would like. He mm-hmm. fights at 155. That mm-hmm. motherfucker is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's gonna fight at UFC 300 somehow. Mm-hmm. Age 40, he's gonna fight UFC 100, UFC 200, and somehow UFC 300. Mm-hmm. Fucking bananas. Mm-hmm. Jim Miller's a goat. Um, Habib Nurmagomedov loves an Islam... Help me always with his last name. Makachev. Makachev versus Charles Oliveira in Brazil. He predicts Makachev will finish him with Brazilian jiu-jitsu style. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Sorry, I don't think Habib. so. Uh, we gotta... Uh, I understand that Islam is very scary. He's a very good wrestler. I do want to see Alexander Volkanovsky fight Charles Oliveira. We'll be getting into that. I just think that... Islam, we gotta understand on, like the, the biggest, the, the best challenge that Islam had was Gilbert Dan Brown. Hooker. Oh, Dan Hooker. Okay. Yeah, and that was, you know, a last minute thirty day replacement with Dan Hooker having no coaches mm-hmm. after fighting thirty days before. Yeah. So, I just I don't know. There's just a lot of unknown for me with Islam. I get he's a great striker, but he's just not tested enough. Yeah. And, yeah, he might go out there and maul the next opponent that he gets. If it's Olivier, I don't know about that. But, I don't know, it's just, there's different levels. And Bobby Green is not that level. Dan Hooker is not that level. Uh, The guy he fought before them was not that level. Tiago Moises, he wasn't even ranked. He got ranked because of that fight. So, I'm still having my reservations. Yeah. Especially with all this confidence about having to go to Brazil. You gotta go to Brazil with Oliveira? You think Oliveira's so. gonna lose in Brazil? I don't think so. And you're gonna beat him jiu-jitsu style? Habib has had some pretty bad takes, but... <laughs> this man, this is, this is pretty... I don't know. That's a tough, tough, tough fucking ass for Islam. Islam's like, dude, shut the fuck up, man. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't wanna fucking don't go to the... Don't that crap. I don't wanna go to the favelas, bro. uh uh-uh. <laughs> Take me to Saudi Arabia with the good shit, with the fucking Ferrari cop cars. Mm-hmm. We're going to be going to Rio and some shit. Like, nah. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Yeah. Kayla Harrison on her SB nomination says, we're in a new era and I want to be the spearhead for it. Congratulations to Kayla Harris on that. She's fucking delusional. <laughs> your your fight that you just fought, the fighter was 12 and 12 and 1. Mm-hmm. That was the record of the fighter you won. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to hear it. I, I, the, the thing that bothers me the most about Kayla Harrison mm-hmm. is not even her. She's doing her job. She's going out there and winning, right? She can't help the competition that gets set, put in front of her. Mm-hmm. It's the people that validate. Yeah. They go, oh, she's fighting like a jiu- like a judo master, a blah, blah, blah master. Cool. That's not MMA. Yeah. Not MMA. It's different. There's levels. There's certain things you can do in those high-level competitions that you can never do in an MMA match. So that's why that relevancy is not there. The MMA record that they have is the MMA record that they have. I don't give a fuck if they're a judo, fucking bronze, Olympian, whatever the fuck. Yeah. It's the MMA record. And the MMA record dictates that they're fucking 500 fighters. Yeah. Not even a winning record. Yeah. And we're praising somebody for railroading. Like... 
Just imagine if I go around knocking out kids. <laughs> like, yeah, it is completely different scenario. But imagine if I was training MMA for five years, mm -hmm. going against somebody that had a particular, like, good thing. Yeah. But didn't start training MMA until just now. Yeah. I'm going to probably go ham on people like that. So in that same regard, it's like you're fighting new people. Just don't. You're not Rhonda. You're not Amanda. You're not Chris. You're not Rose. You're not Carla. You're not JJ. You're nobody. I'm sorry. And if you think you're going to be spearheading this new generation, like. Fucking you need a fucking reality check. Yeah. <clears throat> Moving on, Jessica Rose Clark anticipates elbow surgery, says Jilla uh, J. Stolarilenko. Storyolenko. Thank you. Held Amber after tap at UFC 276. Hmm? Held armbar, sorry. Oh. Uh, possibly. I don't know. There was a lot going on. And then after the arm broke, I saw her let go. Yeah, I, that was so, scary. So... I mean, mm -hmm. that sucks. She seems in great spirits, though. Yeah. She just put a video of her, like, sparring before the fight. And mm -hmm. she's like, can't wait to get out there after my elbow gets fixed. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I won't be fighting a black belt. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is crazy after getting yeah. your elbow popped out. Yeah. Um, The time is nine for Jessica Rose Clark, though. Mm -hmm. Wrong age of 35. Just coming off of loss. 12 and 8 record, I think. So, I mean, no spring chicken, MMA vet, Yeah. Jessica eyes gone, so you can't fight her anymore. That's the kind of situation we're in with Jessica Rose Clark. I don't know. She's she's a nice person, and a lot of guys simp over her because she has boobs. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I'm hoping she makes a speedy recovery and, I don't know, yeah. finds a, fights a striker. Yeah. Says, oh, my God. <laughs> don't break that other arm. Yeah. Um, Brian Barberina scores standing TKO on Robbie Lawler during UFC 276. Yeah, I mean, that was an easy call that those motherfuckers were going to deliver a fight of the night. Yeah. And oh my god. Mm -hmm. Probably Lawler goes out there showing everybody, hey, I'm Robbie Lawler, don't sleep on me. Mm -hmm. Beating up Brian Barberina in the first. Mm -hmm. Straight beating him up. Mm -hmm. Out of nowhere, Brian Barberino just gets a fucking second, second win. Second like, win out, out of, of nowhere. nowhere. After like the first minute of getting beat in the second yeah, round. Yeah, mind you, after having his ass kicked. Right. Yeah. And this was like, and was it was still happening. Fight. I know. And then out of nowhere, he's just like, oh yeah, I'm just going to hit Robbie. I and mean, it hits. looked like it was going to be a standing KO for one of them. Right. And it just happened, it happened to, to slip to onto Robbie. Way. Yeah. And... Yeah, no, after like a like another minute into the second round, he hits Robbie and something switches. He's like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go. And then he starts like throwing elbows and he's like after after the fight, he's saying, like, I envisioned that elbow. I I I thought about that elbow landing on Robbie Lawler and finishing him with it. Like that is what I manifested in my head. Mm -hmm. So I'm so happy for him. Gastonia native, NC represent. Woohoo! Um Brian Barberina calls out um uh, why am I forgetting his name? Fuck. Who did he call out? He called out Santiago Ponzinibbio. Hmm. So Brian Barberina's dad is Colombian. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, hey, fuck it. Let's do it for UFC Latin America. Let's mm -hmm. go to Colombia and put on a main event. Bam Bam time. Bam Bam versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. That seems like a fun fucking fight at 170. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. What a fucking match. That was good. Yeah. And that's it for the MMA Minute. It's All time. Right. <laughs> Go on, boo. All right. So now we are four fights where Israel Adesanya has had quote unquote technical wars, otherwise known as news fest. Literally, Andy and I fall asleep at the end of every Izzy fight these days. Do we consider this being the new normal for Israel? 100%. I don't expect anything different anymore. Do you think he's just going to go out there and just like, like, do what needs to be done to win? Yeah. Until maybe he does fight Alex. Uh, Pajeda? Uh-huh. Okay. 
until he gets with like a super aggressive kickboxer or someone mm-hmm. who's not afraid to come at to Izzy. To trade, yeah. To trade, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see Izzy trade if he's challenged in that way, but mm-hmm. Izzy's only ever going to play it safe and like keep his belt close. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, do, okay, so off that note, do you think that hatred is warranted for Izzy? I think for this being a boring fight. The hatred for Izzy? Yeah. Like, from the fans? Yeah. I mean, no, not really. Like, I do see where it's annoying because he did walk out to um, holding an urn of ashes, <laughs> like, yeah. of his opponent. And he always is, like, Walking so out to the Undertaker to intro. So when you don't get, like, that kind of fight, mm-hmm. it's kind of disappointing. Right. But, like, I mean... He's still beating them. It's just not right. flashy and exciting and fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. For me, I don't think it was very much of an issue of him not. Him not. It takes two to tango. Yeah. And Jared Cannonier, leading up to the fight, I thought. Jared Cannonier is going to fight the same fight that he fought with Robert Whitaker, and he's going to get knocked the fuck out mm-hmm. because Israel is better than Robert Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Instead, he does not charge. He does not use his power. He stays on the outside, and Izzy does what he has to do to get the win. Granted, am I pissed off about it? No, it's fine. Does it matter? No. He's still going to get the bag. He's still going to get the super fight with Alex Pajeda. <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you're going to need to stop doing that. Sorry. Bless you. Um, in the grand scheme of things, though, maybe don't say that you're going to have an amazing <laughs> performance. Yeah. Maybe don't walk out to the Undertaker intro mm-hmm. while carrying an urn with your opponent's name <laughs> on it. Funny though. Like I mean, it, that's like in the most entertaining part of his fights like is in, his walkout. Like in hindsight, it just seems so stupid that it's kind of like, oh, you did all this. I love just that though. To I think have a twenty-five so minute sparring match. Yeah. I think it's so funny though because I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I mean, like my, I've been feeling like this ever since that Yoel Romero fight, like. Right. I expected That's Yoel I mean. Romero to come out and like hash and mm-hmm. he didn't, Izzy didn't. And I feel like that's kind of like the pattern that we've been seeing from the champ for a while now. So Well, we got to look at what he does. He's a counter-striking kickboxer, just yeah. like Valentina. Yeah, Valentina did get a knockout. Yeah. Like, yeah, like it happens, but for the most part they're a counter striker. They like to stay at length because they kick so much. He's not worried about finishing a fight. Right. He's happy to let it go to decision. Yeah. And that's just not fun to watch. Yeah. And it is what it is. I mean, he has nothing to be upset about. He did it. Mm-hmm. The biggest issue with me is his handling of the fans calling his fight boring. Mm-hmm. Because it was. Yeah. Like, you can't be upset at people. Just be like, sorry. Yeah, like, yeah, sorry, not sorry. Like, I wanted my money. I think I, it, a, lot, my I belt. think a lot of it affected his ego. Because, again, you did it to yourself. You, on the lead up to this, all you were saying is just, just watch. I'm a feast. Just watch. I'm going to destroy him. I'm going to, like, just tear him apart. Yeah. You did it. And then, like, it's not on the fans to stay for a performance like that. Mm-hmm. Call it what you will. That fight was boring. Yeah. Yeah, we did go to sleep. But mind you, we went to... We were up a, all day. <laughs> we went to an amusement park. We watched the full prelims. It was the very end of the night. And yeah, that fight was boring. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. We sometimes don't make it for a lot of main events. Because we're watching the prelims. We're doing shit all day. Yeah. And it's at the end of the night. Yeah. So if you have a boring fight, yeah, we're going to fucking go to sleep. <laughs> it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. But, like, being pissed that the fans leave midway through your fight, okay, do something different. Mm-hmm. Be, like, coming at the fans and the media saying, I can do your job, you can't do mine. Okay, where's Jared's ashes, bro? Mm-hmm. Like, 
it's just the expectation and the delivery is the delivery and also the rhetoric afterwards. Yeah. Like him having to respond to Chris Pratt. Like what? Chris Pratt says, and I quote, he's like, I'm not a fighter. I'm humbly just an actor. I have seen enough MMA to be like, hey, maybe don't go out there and talk so much shit that you put yourself in the corner to deliver this amazing performance. And then you go out there and do that. Like, when I say that, I mean, you never put yourself in a position to get hurt, which means you never really engage in a fight. Yeah. Yes, it is 50-50. But guess what? Jerry Hemier was not going around saying this was going to be a, like a banger. Mm-hmm. He wasn't saying shit. But that's your dance partner. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't, he didn't sell that fight whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, blame him for that and mm-hmm. blame him for the perf- half of the performance as well. Yeah. But didn't say it he didn't put it out and there this keeps happening yeah this is not the first it won't be the, the last it won't be the last it's just i wish izzy had more thick skin yeah you're a fucking cage you're one of the baddest motherfuckers on earth yeah why do you give a fuck that we rag on you about your bad shitty elsa joke mm-hmm. why do you care so much that like you care so much about, like, proving to everybody that it doesn't matter what your sexuality is, that you go ahead and you get your fingernails painted just to prove a point that nobody gives a fuck about. Like, you're doing all this as a reaction to everything else because you're so sensitive. And you know what ultimately this reminds me of? Hmm. That is fucking hilarious in my mind? What? It reminds me of John Jones. Yeah. It reminds me of that very sensitive part where he needs validation. Yeah. And if you were really that bad of a motherfucker, and you really didn't give a fuck he about what anybody yeah. says, Chris Pratt, the fans, the media, you would just not give a fuck instead of responding and having retweets about this, that, the other, lashing out. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a... You won. Mm-hmm. It was a boring fight. You won. Yeah. But good luck talking trash to the fans that bought your fight and then were disillusioned by your performance because mm-hmm. you said you were going to show out and then you didn't. Yeah. Good luck trying to get another 400,000 pay-per-view guys. Yeah. And being defensive in that way is just a turn off. And it's like, okay, even you coming and clapping back is not going to change Dana's mind on how big your bag's gonna be so like i mean dana's looking at who's selling tickets and if you're not gonna sell tickets like that anymore because you keep disappointing people like don't be defensive about it like sorry charlie that's just what it is yeah you're just not gonna be put on international fight week anymore you're probably gonna be put on some bullshit ass card with no other championship fighters because nobody's gonna want to buy that yeah I mean, at the end of the day, like, if you knew that a fighter has a lower than 20, like, a 30% finishing rate, you're not going to want to see that. You're not going to want to see a 25-minute sparring match. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even hating on Izzy about that. It is, again, go out there and win. That's the name of the game. He went out there and won. But to anybody that is trying to be, like, this was a technical war, it was like it was a boring fucking fight. Yeah. Let's call it what it is, move the fuck on, and just do better next time. Yeah. But in terms of Izzy, like, he has nothing to be sorry for. I just wish he just didn't give a fuck like that. Yeah. Haters gonna hate. Just do what you gotta do. Yeah. And own it. Like, just own it. That's right. okay. All right. So, now, speaking about the pound-for-pound pound best fighter. Ooh! I'm getting goosebumps. Alexander Volkanovsky goes out there and fucking railroads. He was a zaddy out there. Max Holloway. Yeah. Nobody does this to Max Holloway. Nope. 50-45 across the board. Right. Did you think it was going to go this way? I didn't. And when did you realize, like, oh, it's night's over for Max? Uh, Quickly. I realized it was going to be over for Max, I feel like. I did not think Volkanovsky could get all that much better than he already was. Mm -hmm. Like, I was confident 
that Volkanovsky was going to beat Max for the third time, Same. honestly. I think we all kind of knew it. Yeah. And we were like, okay, but we love Max. We're still going to like kind of hold out a tiniest bit of hope for him. Right. But, but like realistically, seeing... we know yeah. it's going to be Volkanovsky. Mm-hmm. And Volkanovsky's, to me, proven himself over Max. Mm-hmm. And this third and final fight between them, which I hope it is the third and final fight. Yeah. Um, I think he like literally it was like in a video game, like an old school video game where they like hit a star and then they're like, Vroom! and yeah. they go <laughs> extra s- speed. Uh-huh. Like Volkanovsky improved even so much more when he was right. already the dominant hands down champion. Mm-hmm. And he even like, he would have kicked his ass a year ago, his mm-hmm. own ass a year ago. He was oh, that yeah, much 100%. better. He was so fucking good, mm-hmm. so sharp, so quick on his shit. So mm-hmm. I'm excited, and I hope Volkanovski goes and gets that second belt. I mean, because currently there is no champion, right? There is no champion. Charles Oliveira is number one contender. Yeah. I think that would be a really crazy good fight. That would be fight. a fun fucking matchup. That would be a really fun matchup. And I I mean, I don't know. If it's on the ground, I've got Charles. If it's kickboxing, I got Volkanovski. Yeah. It just depends on where that fight goes to and who can like keep it in their turf, you know, yeah. like in that sense. Um but I like Volkanovski. Yeah. I think a lot of people are using recency bias as the reasoning for his pound for pound, like being in the number one position. Mm -hmm. I don't even look at it as recency bias. Look at the performances. Literally. Like, yeah, Usman is knocking out people, but we're not going to compare Jose Aldo against Jorge Masvidal Mm -hmm. and say that they're even. Yeah. No Not way. the featherweight goat. Yeah. We're not going to say Max Holloway is on the level of Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. No. Yeah. And he beat Max Holloway three times. One so very clearly that everybody had it 50-45. There mm-hmm. was no question. And that's not even like Brian Ortega or Korean Zombie. Mm-hmm. Korean Zombie and Max Holloway, the last two performances that he had, are as close to perfection as you can Literally. possibly have. Uh-huh. Without, I mean, I don't even know what the stats are. I don't want to say he absorbed more than 10, like, all right, the Korean zombie fight, he didn't absorb more than 10 strikes. Max Holloway probably absorbed a little bit more, but it didn't look it. Mm -hmm. It did not look it, and it didn't matter. It did not matter. He was pulling Max Holloway in there. He was the one saying, like, I'm too fast for him. He can't, and you know what the craziest thing is? Who else did he fight? Calvin Cater? Uh, he or hasn't did fought, Max fight Calvin Cater? Max fought Calvin Cater and destroyed Calvin Cater. Yeah. Um, the craziest thing about this is, is after the win this time around, he was just like, now that I won, I can say this. During the second fight with Max, mm-hmm. I was on melatonin trying to go to sleep. In the middle of the night, USADA, 4 a.m., comes knocking at my door, requires a sample. Mm-hmm. And that throws me off for the rest of the day leading up to the fight. Mm-hmm. And we were, I think that was in Abu Dhabi. That's so crazy. So he was just like, yeah, like, I was just, uh, look, in the worst possible position before the biggest day of my life. And honestly, I gave, I thought Volkanovski won that second fight with I Max thought he too. won that second fight too. And that's where he was, was just closer, like. closer. Right. But like, no, I still mm. thought he, yeah. he beat him. And he was just like, I didn't want to say anything. I scored it him. I didn't want to say anything, but I knew after that performance when I had won that time yeah. that I had Max's number no matter what. Yeah. Because if I literally I beat it. you, <laughs> I literally beat you on the worst possible day. Yeah. So I know with a full camp and mm-hmm. not that bullshit, I'm going to destroy you. Totally. And <sighs> Max is nothing but respectful. He goes out there and is like, well, I got those two knockdowns, um, so we might need to run it again. Mm. And then he's just like, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Like all respect, Good do your them. thing. Yeah. And that's always how Max Holloway is gonna be. That's why we love Max. And honestly, like Max and Volkanovski, I like their trash talk because they're both kind of backing it up. And then once it's over, they're like, all right, yeah. respect, like. 
cool. Thanks for a good fight. You know, like they both have a very mutual respect for each right. other. And that's that's like what you want to see in champions, mm-hmm. in former champions, right. in number one contenders. Mm-hmm. And I like their camaraderie and I like that they challenge each other like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Max doesn't challenge Volkanovsky as much as we kind of secretly hoped Max would be a bigger challenge for him, but... Yeah. I mean, he was just not... Not after... Jesus. Not after, like, doing everything. Yeah. Uh, there, there's just really nothing Max could have done, I don't think. No. Um, but yeah, that's what I consider... The destiny. Volkanovski, pound for pound number one. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, because of the last performance, mm-hmm. just critically speaking... Kamara Usman is still number two. And Israel Adesanya is very much number three. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what's the next move for Max now? 155? We just have fun fights at 155 that don't mean anything? I don't know. I really don't know. I really don't know either. What do you know? Like, because if you're not on a champion journey, like, what do you do? Right. Uh-huh. I don't know. Because guess who's going to be going up to 155? Not when you're a former champion. What do you do? You know, like, mm-hmm. it's not like Tony Ferguson, who clearly is just not going to ever be champion. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's still, I still want to see him fight. He's right. still working on, like, who he mm-hmm. wants to fight next. Like, I don't see that for Max, but. I don't know. I don't know. I hope he doesn't retire. Yeah. I hope he doesn't. I, I mean, would be perfectly. married. I would be perfectly okay if he did. Mm-hmm. In fighting terms, he has fought a full career. Yeah. Like, which is crazy because he just turned 30. Yeah. But I would be perfectly okay with him retiring. Mm-hmm. It would just be unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, 155 is the move. Do it healthy. Take your time. You just got destroyed. So it's not like you're in a rush to go back in there. Yeah. Take a year. Gain yeah. 155. Gain that 155 poundage. And go out there and do it right. Don't do it last minute just because you're getting a championship belt chance. Yeah. All right. So finally, for the last point, Sean Strickland goes out there and actually wants to stand and bang with Alex Pajeda. And, <laughs> uh, he finds out that that is not what you're supposed to do. You should have actually wrestled him. Yeah. And he gets knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Alex Pajeda is going to be fighting Israel Adesanya. Uh-huh. I think that's a foregone conclusion at this point. Uh-huh. I ba- think even at the pr- uh, press conference, the... Before the fights, like that Thursday or mm-hmm. whatever. I think it was Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday or Thursday, yeah. Um, he was saying, I'll take whoever wins out of right. you guys. Um, do you think Alex Pajeda's experience in MMA ha- will have any kind of bearing on the fight? Keep in mind, Alex Pajeda, I think, has seven wins, eight mm-hmm. total fights in mm-hmm. MMA. Yeah, he's a kickboxing legend, but this is different. Do you think with Izzy style... There'll be a difference in the outcome. Keep in mind, Alex Mahita has two wins, one KO over Izzy. Yeah. Izzy's going to tell you to watch the whole fight. It doesn't really matter because you got knocked the ball girl. I think if Alex Perea is aggressive to Izzy and keeps it as a kickboxing match, you've got him. You think Izzy gets the throne? Potentially. That's fair. Potentially. I don't know. I could see I could see this being who dethrones Izzy. Mm-hmm. But it just depends on if his like MMA intellect is there. Yeah. If he's like able to protect himself, if he's got good um takedown defense, things like that. Mm-hmm. I think that'll play a big part in it and I don't really know if he's got that. Mm-hmm. But if he plays to his strengths He's got the confidence. He's already got Izzy twice. twice. So, like, I think he really could potentially get him. And I think if he's aggressive, but he's smart about it, and he plays to his strengths, he could beat Izzy. That's more than fair. Yeah. I think, yeah, he could beat Izzy. Obviously, those two kickboxing matches don't really mean that much in the grand scheme of things. It is completely different ballgame. And how long ago was that, too? Right. It was years ago. So, yeah, it's... I don't think it's that big of a thing that a lot of people are making out to be. Mm-hmm. You did get knocked out by him. Mm-hmm. Again, it's that Izzy mentality of like, oh, watch the whole fight. Watch the... 
You just got knocked out, bro. Yeah. That you're a fucking professional fighter that has had more than a hundred fights. You're bound to get knocked out. I mean, and Sean Strickland is a scary dude. Yeah. But to see him get hit, and you could see the fear on his face when oh, he was yeah. like, oh, fuck, right before he got but knocked that out. Is, honestly, that knockout was the tamest left hook knockout that Alex Pajeda I've seen in his MMA career. Well, and you and Juan were like, watch this man knock out Sean Strickland. Like, mm. you guys called it as a knockout from mm. the very beginning and kind of like yeah. filled me in a little bit more on him. And, I mean, Sean Strickland's a scary-ass dude mm-hmm. in that octagon. Yeah, Sean Strickland can go fucking ham. He uh-huh. was no simp. He just, he he fell into the lull of, oh, you're not man enough to trade with him. Yeah. Instead of being, hey, maybe take this and, okay, he's a very good kickboxer. He's probably not going to be a good wrestler. Maybe yeah. his jujitsu is a little off, even That's though he trains with Glover. Yeah, so knows? maybe exploit the weakness instead of going to the strength of exactly somebody. Exactly right. Yeah. And he just went face for like he just went straight ahead, and found out that maybe you use your fight IQ and mm-hmm. you don't do that. IQ. That's what I was saying. So that's where IQ. I think that was more of a fault of mm-hmm. Sean Strickland. Mm-hmm. Does this fight play out the same way ten times out of ten? I don't think so. Yeah. I think. This is a good good learning point. Totally. This for is Sean Strickland, good, I think this is going to be a very good change in his like perspective. Yeah, 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 and his training. It's like you don't his... have to challenge everybody at their best. Yeah. You again, point to Izzy. You mm-hmm. have to win the fight, yeah. and you didn't do the right thing to win the fight. And play to your strengths, and play right. to your opponent's, opponent's weaknesses. weaknesses. Yeah. Yep. So, lesson learned. Mm-hmm. You did it the worst possible way possible to mm-hmm. learn this lesson. So hopefully it sticks. Well, he really thought he was better. Yeah, and, and he underestimated his opponent. A he bit underestimated too. his opponent's striking. Which, uh-huh. dude, come on. Yeah. I'm telling you, he had a guy out for 50 seconds, flat, like face first, stiff. Mm-hmm. Like we were scared of death. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Alex Pereira is a bad motherfucker, and that is it. For this week's show. And if I can say so, I do think it's our best episode yet. If you wouldn't be here without Drew, we would love to talk shit with you, hear your thoughts, etc. Nina, baby, tell the people how they can reach us. Yeah, so if you're on Twitter, hit us up at no name MMA1. Instagram is at no.name.mma show or send us an email at no name MMA show at gmail.com. Have a great rest of your week. Hopefully you guys are not as banged up as me after 4th of July. Talk at you next week after the battle up Raphael's. This weekend it'll just be me watching the fights. And yeah, I'm messing around mental health. And as always, fuck you John Jones. Later!